السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين I'd like to be protected and so would you from all harm and evil One of the things that the Almighty has done for us in a very very clear and distinct way is teach us how to protect ourselves from all harm any harm that can come in our direction as we are little, obviously the duty is on our parents or those around us. And when we grow a little bit older, I will get to exactly what we're supposed to be doing as believers to protect ourselves. So firstly, if you have little ones, be they little brothers and sisters, or you have a child of your own or a grandchild, isn't it one of the norms of a human being to want to protect them from harm? And for this reason, even if they're cold, what do you do? You put a blanket on. If they're very hot, what do you do? You might take off some of the blanket or the warm clothing. You might turn on a fan. Why? You don't want the child to make a sound. You don't want them to cry. When they cry, it bothers you. And Allah says, Allah is much more merciful upon us than our own parents and those around us. So naturally, Allah Almighty would be more interested in protecting us from harm and saving us from the real crying of the day of judgment and beyond by telling us, listen, this is what you're supposed to be doing. So do it for yourself and you will be protected not just from the harms in this particular world, but even from that which is to follow in the hereafter. So as I was saying, a little child, it's natural and normal for us to want to save the child from harm. If you see a child as they grow older, they're about to fall, they're about to slip, or they're just learning how to walk, we would hold their hands and make sure that they don't trip, make sure that they don't fall. We'd buy for them whatever is available for us technologically. They're advanced things now, and be they toys or the walking aid or whatever you might call it, in order to help this child. The same applies to speaking and so many other things. What do you want to see? You want to see goodness for this child who ultimately belongs actually to Allah. Evidence of it is you did not have the child prior to the moment Allah gave you the child. Look at those who don't have children. We always say, pray that Allah bless you with children and them with children. And pray that those children are going to be a blessing for you. And pray that they're going to be successful in this world and the next. And why do we say this? Because we know it's not up to me. It's not up to me fully to have children. People say, I remember years ago I met someone and I told the brother, you got married? He says, yes, I've been married for two years. I say, oh, mashallah. I don't like to ask, do you have children? Because you don't know what might or might not be. He says, I know it's been two years, but now we're planning to start a family. Oh, mashallah, interesting type of information. We're planning to start a family. What I understood from that is perhaps they hadn't planned to have children for the first two years. Yeah, not a bad thing. Sometimes we recommend that too, to be able to get to know your spouse and so on. And it's not prohibited to do that. But they didn't have children for years after that, for whatever Allah Almighty had, had wanted. 
So you can plan to have. If Allah doesn't want to give you, you won't have. Agreed? It means Allah is the one who's going to give you and you're going to be blessed by Allah with something. You consider it a blessing, but don't you agree? There comes a point in the life of your children when you're worried, are they going to remain a blessing or are they going to become the source of my own perhaps stress or downfall or the source of my distress, should I say? Many people have children and sometimes they'll tell you, you know what, the very children that I reared and helped to grow up to this age are the source of my sadness. May Allah protect all of us. So that's why we realize it's a gift from Allah. Consider it a gift. Thank Allah. Naturally, we love little children. We want to protect them. Allah loves us even more than that and wants to protect us. So what do we do? Well, we can talk about it from two different angles. One is that which is connected to this world and protection. I want to be protected because as I grow older, I might be first in my class. I might do very well at, in sports. I might become perhaps something that others haven't. Jealousy may overtake them and they may want to harm me. Look at the story of Yusuf alayhi salam. His own brothers were jealous of his closeness to his father to begin with. And later on, the brothers were jealous in so many different ways. And that jealousy resulted in them wanting to plan the, the destruction of their own brother. Who was that? That was shaitan. That was the devil. And how do I know it was the devil? Well, Yusuf alayhi salam was a prophet of Allah. And at some point he says, later on, when everything was exposed, he told his brothers, he said, you know what? I forgive you. Don't worry. No retribution today. Allah has blessed me in so many ways. And Allah did this for me and that for me. After the time when shaitan had come and separated us. Min ba'di an shaytanu bayni wa bayna ikhwati. He says, after shaitan had come and done what he did. So shaitan wants us to fight, to harm each other. He wants us to be jealous, not realizing by you being jealous of someone, it's not going to give you that thing at all. Ask Allah. If anything, Allah tells you when you help someone, we will, we will help you even more than you've helped that person. When you help someone come up, we will make sure that you're even higher. And the heights in the eyes of Allah are not only the heights of this world. Primarily, even if you don't have that much on earth, but if you are successful for eternity later on, isn't that a greater gift of Allah Almighty? So my brothers and sisters, Allah tells us whenever you've achieved something immediately related to me, wow, that's a means of protection. Don't let it make you haughty. Don't let it make you proud, arrogant. Don't let it make you think I'm someone and something and I and I and I because no, it's from Allah. How many people overnight Allah's taken away what he gave them? How many people have lost their sight overnight? May Allah restore their sight. How many people Allah has tested with so many challenges after they thought they were it? Agreed? So many people. So Allah tells you, protect yourself from your own self. Protect yourself from the harm of yourself. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min sharri nafsi. Oh Allah, I seek your protection from the evil of my own self. I'm going to harm my own self. Why? Because your character and conduct has headed in the wrong direction where you are not even protected from your own weaknesses. 
against yourself. You're going to do something that's going to result in your own downfall. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, constantly call out to Allah, worship Allah alone, ensure that you fulfill your obligations unto Allah to the best of your ability and be humble. Thank Allah when he's blessed you with something because worse than someone else being jealous of you is when you have developed an air because you've achieved something, not realizing you're just a minute creature of Allah. That's what it is. The Pharaoh, he had a lot. He had wealth, he had power, he had authority. I don't think he was good looking because the last time I saw the mummies, I was so scared. But to be honest with you, it's true, nightmares for a few days, imagine. And he used to call himself the Lord of the worlds. He called himself the Lord of the world. He said, I'm God, I'm this and I'm that. And Allah says, you know what? He knows deep down he's nothing. He knows deep down that he's nothing. Namrud, when Ibrahim alayhi salam had a discussion with him, he says, I can do this as well. Well, if, the, if, the, uh, if your Lord gives life and death, I can do that too. I can bring someone and give him life free as a, a prisoner. Whereas a little baby will tell you that there's a difference between that. But here's a big man, can't see the difference. This man says, my Lord gives life and death. He says, I'm also a person who gives life and death. Bring a prisoner who's supposed to be executed, free him. I gave him life. Come on. My little toddler will tell you that there's a big difference there. So Ibrahim alayhi salam says to him, you know what? Okay, my Lord lets the sun, causes the sun to rise from the east. You cause it to rise from the west. He was quiet, quickly changed the topic. Do you know why? I don't have an answer. Fabuhit. Allah says he was silenced, completely silenced. They knew. So sometimes when Allah's given you something and you allow it to make you think that you're above everyone else, that is your own downfall. So protect yourself from that. Remain humble. The more you get, the more you should serve people. The closer you should become to Allah. The more you get, the more humble you should be. The more you get, the more you should establish your prayer and become a person who's kind and good. I always say a sign of piety, a sign of piety is when you humble yourself. When you treat people with utmost respect. Look at Nabi Muhammad wasallam, the highest of us. When faced with enemies, people who really mocked and scoffed, how did he deal with them? Look at the people of Ta'if, look at so many others. He dealt with them in a very polite way, very polite way. Subhanallah. In a way that they wouldn't have imagined, because he knew. Imagine when you know, and you know that you know, then Subhanallah, you don't need to flex your muscle. You don't need to. Here is the prophet of Allah being told we can crush them. He says, don't crush them. They don't know. What would we have done? We don't even have the ability to crush them. He said, please crush these guys. You don't even have that ability. And what did they do to you? Nothing. They just overtook your vehicle. That's it. Another youngsters, I'll give you an example, mashallah. Road rage. Get excited. You know what? You're harming yourself. Protect yourself from this. By just humbling yourself, it's okay, they can come first, no problem, they can overtake the car, flash at them, wave at them. Mashallah, we had a group of youngsters yesterday excited to be next to us, pulled up. Here the roads of London, the A406. I promise you they thought they were going to subtract a figure from there and make it the A405 the way they carried on. But to be honest, what did we have to do? 
we just let them be. A little while later, they got fed up and went off. And I'm sure I shouldn't blame them, but maybe they were just excited. Nonetheless, what happens sometimes, we forget that, hey, there are road rules, there are things we might end up harming ourselves and others just because on the spur of the moment, the heat of it, we've lost a little bit of the consciousness of where we are and what we're supposed to be doing. The same applies when Allah blesses you and you're devoid of faith or connection with Allah. You tend to forget for a moment. So Allah Almighty tells us, you protect yourself from yourself and thereafter it will help you to develop a connection with Allah. When you're a pious person, you're not vulgar. I sit and listen to people sometimes, you know, they appear very, very religious, but they swear, they mock, they scoff, they laugh. And the hadith clearly says, Al-Mu'min, a believer is not vulgar. A believer doesn't swear. A believer doesn't abuse with their tongue. They don't mind. They do it in the name of faith. Well, thank Allah that you're not on that and make sure that you don't fall into that and then pray for them. Say a good prayer for them, inshallah, because if you'd like to protect yourself, you need to help society and community because you live in that community and your children are going to be in that community. You want your children to have a healthy upbringing in that community. You're going to have to ensure that you are part and parcel of a good community by doing good so others can also do good and they can learn from the good benefit from it. When they see your children, for example, they will say, oh, these are the children of so-and-so. What a good man. Wow. They'll greet your kids and so on. And they will feel part of the community and it will, it will catch. It will actually spread. The goodness spreads. Kindness spreads. You help and keep on helping. That's the reason why Allah Almighty has never told us to do good to those whom we think deserve good to be done to. Never did he say that. He didn't say, do good to people whom you think deserve the goodness. Not once did he say that. But he says, Wallahu yuhibbul muhsinin. Allah loves those who do good. So do good because you love Allah. I'm doing good to you, like I've always said, I'm doing good to you, not because I think you deserve it or you don't deserve it. I'm being good to you, kind to you. I'll greet you with a smile because I know this is what my Lord wants. This is Allah. So Allah Almighty wants the goodness and loves those who do good. That's the reason why I'm doing the good. Alhamdulillah. If I'm doing good because I think you deserve the goodness, nobody will actually survive on earth because we won't feel that others deserve this. For a small reason, we won't want to give it to them. May Allah Almighty protect us. So my brothers and sisters, isn't it correct for us to say that if we'd like to protect ourselves the first thing we need to do is protect ourselves from our own evil and that's a hadith of the prophet in fact it's even mentioned in part in the quran where allah almighty always speaks about the evil of the soul our own souls the Prophet ﷺ has made a dua, he didn't need to make it, but we should all be making dua. We ask Allah, oh Allah, protect me from the harm of my own soul. Do you know, it has an effect. You see, the Prophet ﷺ has said one dua, and it's an amazing dua. When they were discussing a matter, and the Prophet ﷺ says, Allahumma alhimna marashida umurina. Oh Allah, guide us to 
the best of our affairs. We're about to discuss something. Let us come up with a good discussion, a good conclusion, good solutions. Oh Allah, protect us from the harm of our own selves and from the bad consequences of our bad deeds. There goes. If I did a bad deed, it's going to have a consequence. Sometimes the consequence is my mind is clouded. And because my mind is clouded, I just cannot see the light. And I'm going to make a decision without realizing that this is the worst decision because my mind is clouded due to the evil that I've been involved in for so long. That's what the hadith is telling us. And that's why if you want to make good decisions, Allah says, if you are going to be conscious of Allah and develop a good relationship with Allah, He will give you the ability to distinguish between right and wrong. Al-Furqan, the criterion. The ability to distinguish between right and wrong is a gift given to those who have developed the correct relationship with Allah. They have a consciousness of Allah and Allah gives them that gift. Amazing. And if you don't have that connection with Allah or you have allowed your evil deeds to overtake you and you haven't turned back. Allah says, you know what? Don't blame anyone but yourself when you can't even tell that one plus one equals two. Something as clear, as clear as daylight, but you can't see the logic. Why? Because you've just done so much of evil that you're swimming in it. So protect yourself from that by saying, oh Allah, grant me good deeds. Help me, protect me from the evil of my own deeds. Make me conscious of what I'm doing. Make me conscious of everything that's happening around me. Guide me to make the best decisions. Facilitate for me that which is right. Facilitate for me that which is beneficial. And Allah will grant that to you. Sometimes you want something so desperately and Allah says, we know it's harmful for you long term. We're not going to give it to you. You become so upset and so cross, so angry, so angry. Don't be. If Allah closed the door, it's closed. You see, there's a dua, a supplication known as istikhara. Istikhara is a dua where you're seeking the help of Allah and the guidance in a matter that you are confused or perhaps you don't understand at all. And if that is the case, then you know what? You need to look into that dua. It's a sunnah. It's said by the Prophet ﷺ. The companions say that we memorize that supplication like we used to memorize a verse of the Quran. Because we used to repeat it so often. What is it? Allahumma inni astakhiruka bi ilmik wa astakhiruka bi kudratik wa as'aluka min fadlika al-azim fa innaka taqdiru wa la aqdiru wa anta ta'lamu wa la a'lamu wa anta a'lamu al-ghuyub. And then you go on to say, Allahumma in kana hadha al-amra khayrun li fi dini wa ma'ashi wa aqibatu amri faqdiruhu li wa yassirhu li thumma barik li fihi wa in kana hadha al-amra sharrun li fi dini wa ma'ashi wa aqibatu amri fasrifhu anni wa srifni anhu waqdur li al-khayra haythu kan thumma ardini bihi. In a nutshell, that's a dua. I know I said it very fast, but you can always Google dua of istikhara. It's the same every time. What does it mean? I'm only going to discuss the end of it. You're asking Allah's guidance, then you're saying, oh Allah, if this is good for me, if it's really good for me, my religion, my future, my worldly life and so on, make it easy for me, let it be facilitated for me and give me blessings in it. And oh Allah, if you know in your knowledge that this is bad for me, then turn it away from me, turn me away from it and make me happy with your decision and decree. 
So now you want something so badly and you're making dua istikhara and you come back and you say, I saw a dream with a green field. Wow, what does that mean? Like a traffic light. You saw green, so now it means go for it, bro. That's not what istikhara is all about. Ask yourself, when I made the dua, I said, oh Allah, if it's good for me, facilitate it. Is it being facilitated? No. Well, then it's bad for you. That's it. You said it, go and read the dua. You didn't say, oh Allah, if it's good for me, show me green. And if it's bad for me, show me red. And if it's okay, then show me orange. La ilaha illallah. That didn't happen. Not at all. But there are people to this day who really believe that. I saw such a lovely dream, mashallah. Good luck, man, mashallah. Amazing. You told Allah, oh Allah, if it's good for me, then facilitate it. Every door is blocked and closed. You tried hard, you tried for a year. The doors are closed. Allah says, just move on. This is not good for you. Didn't you tell us, if it's, good, if it's not good, then uh, turn me away from it, turn it away from me? Well, that's exactly what we've done. Why did you call out to us if you weren't prepared to even go through with what we decided for you? Allah's protecting you. We're talking about protection. How were you protected? Surrender to the decree of Allah. Allah doesn't want it. But you might desperately want it. You don't know the future, my beloved sister, my brother. You don't know the future. Allah knows it. Today you want it. I promise you in a year's time, you may regret it beyond imagination. And Allah says, we know we saved you, man. We saved you from it. So this is why we say constantly call out to Allah. Ask Allah. See Ask his guidance. This is istikhara. If Allah has blocked something, chances are, move on. It's okay, fine. Might be hard. Well, it's going to be harder if you go through with it. But you don't know. You're a human. So surrender to the decree of Allah. That's why Islam is one faith where part of your faith is to say, I believe that good and bad fate is decreed by the Almighty and I surrender to it, I accept it and adopt it. And in one narration, sweet and sour, good and bad, fate is from Allah. Something happens, take it in your stride. You're not the first person it is happening to and you will not be the last one. But the test is how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to navigate through it? That's what the test is all about. Now let's move on to something interesting. I want to protect myself from the harm of others. Well, Allah tells you, get up in the morning, pray. Once you're done with your prayer, or before or after, around about that time, sit for a moment. It will take you five to ten minutes, depending on what exactly you want to ask me. And I want you to go through certain verses of the Quran for your own benefit, protect yourself. So what you do, read Ayatul Kursi thrice. What's Ayatul Kursi? You can Google that as well. Because if I'm going to read it out and translate it, we're going to perhaps be here for a while. But Ayatul Kursi, the verse, uh, please put up your hands if you guys know what Ayatul Kursi is. Okay, most of us, there we are. It's a verse of the Quran that is very powerful in Surah Al-Baqarah. It has in it not just the praise of Allah, but how great he is and the protection of Allah is mentioned in that verse. If you repeat it thrice, Allah says you will be protected right up to the evening. Protected from what? Harm, jealousy, evil spells, the evil eye, and so on. Add to that the last two surahs of the Quran, and if you can, the last three. So I'm going to read Qul Huwallahu Ahad, Qul A'udhu Birabbil Falaq, Qul A'udhu Birabbil Nas, the last three surahs. If I don't know them, they're very easy to memorize. I tell you what's a hack to memorize things. Do you want to hear the hack? 
my brother if you listen to something with the same reciter's voice repeatedly over and over again a thousand times you memorize it off by heart that's a hack that's a hack to listen when i memorized the quran i was only a young kid of 11 years old and i was done with the quran but i still had a lot of uh, polishing to do you know i had to memorize it strongly those days we had cassettes little cassettes with you know uh, those of you who know TDK, subhanAllah, and so on. And so what happened? My father tells me, here's a gift for you, Khalil al-Husari, and later on, Sheikh uh, Ali al-Hudayfi. You listen to these. And I promise you, I, I was later introduced to Sheikh Sudais. He wasn't yet an imam, but he became an imam round about that side, uh, that time uh, in the 80s. And so what happened is, I listened to it repeatedly. To this day, when I'm reading the Quran, Wallahi, it's as though I can hear that in the background and I'm just repeating it, subhanallah. Because I used to put on my headphones and listen to it over and 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 over. See, you're getting irritated by the number of overs, right? But that's, that's what I did. And even more than that. And it helped, so that's a hack. You want to learn something, Ayatul Kursi, listen to it over and over again. In fact, when I was with a group of kids not too long ago, and I told them, what have you memorized? Nearly all of them memorized songs, and how do you memorize? I don't know, just listen to it. I said, well, do the same to the Quran, it's even more important, right? We can do it for all the songs, you know, the whoa, 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 whatever else. I don't even know what, I just know that it's, it's a sound that keeps coming, right? Why, for what? And the Quran? The Quran will protect you. It will deliver you from evil. It, it will create a metal armor around you. Wallahi. I've said it once before. There's a lady online, a Russian magician, who was speaking about spells and casting spells and so on. And she was asked, is there any time that it's difficult to cast a spell? She says, yes, Muslims. Straight. Google it, you check it out. She says, they pray five times a day. It's so hard to cast a spell on them. I promise you, when someone like that tells you, you want to listen. But when Allah told you a long time back, then what? Then what? Then it's okay. Ah, let's see. Try not to forget your ayatul kursi. So morning, Allah tells you, you want protection? This is what you do. You read these surahs. You make sure that you spend your day in obedience. Wherever you faltered, quickly turn to me. Ask Allah's forgiveness. In the evening, once the evening comes in, it sets in just before Maghrib, just Maghrib, just immediately after Maghrib, you read it again. What? The same things. Ayatul Kursi, the three, last three surahs of the Quran, and you add one or two sunnah supplications, such as, min sharri ma khalaq. I seek protection in all the words of Allah from all the evil that He has created. Seek your protection of Allah from all the evil. You repeat that thrice. Bismillah, in the name of Allah. Alladhi la yadurru The one whose name, with whose name, nothing can harm. Fil ardi wa la fil wa huwa alim. On earth or in the skies and he is the all hearing, all knowing. You repeat that thrice. It's a powerful statement. Powerful statement. One hadith tells us when you enter some place, Whenever you enter a place, be it someone's house, be it a hotel, be it a room you're going into, wherever you're going, man nazala manzilan faqal a'udhu bi kalimati Allahi tamati min sharri ma khalaq lam yadurruhu shay hatta yartahila min manzilihi dhalik. Whoever enters a place and says, I seek Allah's protection, I seek the protection in all the names of Allah from the evil he's created, nothing will harm him or her until he leaves that place. I can 
I, I have a habit. Enter a home I'm not too used to, I don't know who it is. Always, as I'm entering the home, you're greeting the people, you just say that dua and you walk in. Not because there's anyone evil in there. It could be a shaitan. There could be some harmful thing in there. Could be something. You know for a fact that you will be protected and you're going to come out and you're safe. You're happy. If then you start sneezing and coughing, no one did anything to you. It's just a normal sneeze and a cough, perhaps the pollen. Because today we have a very bad habit. You know what it is? My eyes watering, start sneezing, ears blocked, start coughing. I'm sure someone did something, they're jealous. I'm sure, you know what, I looked at that sister, the way she was looking, look at the brother, oh no. I tell you, they were looking at how I was munching, man. Now look, my stomach's paining, man. Don't blame people for normal, natural things. Come on, come on, come on. Don't. That's shaitan again. He makes you want to blame everyone for everything. And in the meantime, it's a health matter. Nine times out of ten, it's a health matter. And a lot of people are dealing with those things. But why didn't you just eradicate that? By just reading your dua. And if you've read the dua, you should know it is not that. So someone tells me that, well, they did it to the Prophet, peace be upon him as well. They cast a spell on him. It affected him for so long. That was prior to the revelation of these last two surahs. Once those last two surahs were revealed, we have no excuse. In fact, those last two surahs were revealed as a gift for us. We're not as strong as the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. We will never be. But we need to read the surahs so that we can be protected. That's a gift from Allah. May Allah Almighty grant us protection. Then we need to mention another very interesting point, And I don't know how I've spoken for 30 minutes already, but that's also someone being jealous. I tell you, you need to ensure that you don't show off because today we're living in an age of social media where we generally tend to want to share things with everyone, not realizing that is it really a religious teaching to share everything with people? And who are you sharing it with? From among them, there are those who love you, those who hate you, those who really are evil people and they're going to see you. And sometimes a lot of it, we've got something very bad known as photoshopping. So they can't even see the real thing or the real you. Subhanallah. I remember someone come to me and said, you know what? I put my picture on Instagram and I've got all these pimples on my face. I said, but why did you? But I used a filter. They couldn't see the pimples. I said, okay. So that makes it even worse. That means you had pimples already before. I mean, where does this discussion go? It doesn't go anywhere. It just goes to show that if you thought that you put it on Instagram and this is what happened, well, stop it. Don't come to me for a dua to say, I'm going to keep on doing this. And you just show me the dua. No way. Can you stop, please? Or at least show people reality. And this is why we say true liberation. Wallahi, my sisters and my brothers. True liberation is when you fall in love with exactly who you are, the way Allah made you. With your blemishes, with your complexion, with your hair type, with your height and your shortness and whatever you're told, whatever, whatever it is that Allah's given you, when you're in love with it and you thank Allah for it, the way it is, you are finally liberated. Don't be insecure of what you look like. So what? Everyone's got blemishes. I swear, if I were to ask you one by one today that what's wrong with your face? 100% of us will have something to say. My nose is 0.1 degree this way. I swear. 
My one nostril is slightly, my one eye, the, the eyebrows got three hairs more than this other side here. Hey, did you go into that detail? Well, you're gonna harm yourself because Allah's not created you perfectly. Perfection is for Jannah and for paradise. Wait for it. For now, we've all got teeth this way and that way. You can mend it. If there's something wrong with you, there's no harm in correcting it. You can have, perhaps you can straighten the deviated septum, something blocked. You could have a little operation for, to laser out, perhaps something with your eyes if need be. And you might want to have braces on your teeth if need to, you need to straighten them or something. But to tamper with something that's generally normal Normal is something Islam teaches you not to do. Love yourself as you are. But then the people won't look at me, you know. The people won't, you know, I won't get the looks. What do you want the looks for? That's the thing. If it was really for looks, it's all artificial. That's why today there are a lot of people who don't like the way they look. And therefore they are enslaved. Enslaved by what? They're not even liberated with their own identity. Enslaved by everything. They can't come out without painting the whole face they can't use meaning they can't use the phone without filtering it so heavily and subhanallah they are depressed within themselves at times it does happen and so I'm telling you just love yourself the way you are if someone doesn't like you because of what you look like they can fly a kite and you can send them a link of YouTube how to fly that kite I promise you make sure it's a windy day but my brothers and sisters, here we are speaking about protection, protection from all angles. We want to be protected from our, the harming of our own selves, protection from the harm of other people, protection from that which is superstition and so on. Don't show off, like I said. And one more thing, protect yourself from being harmed in the hereafter. Develop your connection with Allah. That's your maker. Where were you 100 years ago? Where were you? You were with Allah. You're going to go back to the same Allah. Just prepare for that day by doing what? Be a disciplined pe person, a good believer who prays on time, who does things on time, who, is, who helps others as well. And one of the primary reasons why Allah wants us to help each other, and every one of us is different, is part of the test. He made all of us and we need to impress him and him alone. To impress him, we need to be kind to the rest of the creatures he created. It's a big test if you think about it. You think about it, it's a big test. Imagine... Uh, I'm just thinking of an example now. Imagine there's a guy or a person whom you really look up to and you really want to impress them because they're perhaps your boss at work or maybe you do some big business deals with them and so on. And one day you see their children come through. Are you not going to try to be so nice and kind to them because you want the, 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 the big person above there to, to think that, oh wow, at least this person's good to my kids. No matter what. So much so that even if they're unruly, you're going to find an excuse for them. No, it's okay, it's okay. They broke a glass in your house, no problem. They broke a second one, no problem. They decided they're enjoying it. They broke a third one, no problem. Why? Just because you're doing some good deals with the father there. You don't want to be on bad terms. I swear that's human thinking. That's human thinking. But the same human doesn't think that I need to treat the rest of the creatures of Allah, who primarily I would like to impress in a kind way. The same human being doesn't think that. So you'll have people, Allah will flash them in front of you. Who are they? People who are poor, people who are underprivileged, people who are struggling, people who might not look like you, people who might, you know, who, whom the world might consider downtrodden and they will all come in front of you. How are you going to treat them? You're going to say, oh Allah, this is your slave. Here we are. 
and you're going to be nice to them and you're going to reach out to them not because you think they deserve anything or they don't deserve anything but because you know this is a worshiper of Allah this is a creature to say the least of Allah and so am I and because my whole future depends on my relationship with my maker I'm going to treat the rest of the creatures of the same maker with respect with kindness and that's when you succeed may Allah Almighty bless every one of us and grant us goodness and success I really have spoken and spoken a little bit more I think but inshallah khair may Allah protect us all from harm this world and the next may Allah Almighty protect our children our offspring I've discussed several aspects there are still a few more to be discussing but inshallah on another occasion we will discuss further protection and how, how to, to save ourselves from harm and so on أقول بولي هذا وصلى الله وسلم على